Blog Talk Radio. Yeah. Yeah. We the best music. We the best music. I worked my whole life for this one. Yeah. Another one, another one, another one. Better make a smile when you see that pit pull up, pull up. Money don't make me happy, and a fella can't make me fancy. Smiling for a whole nother reason. It's all smiles through all four seasons. Shining, 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 yeah. All of this winning, I've been losing my mind. Oh, hold on, hold on, baby. Don't, 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 don
So once again, anybody new to the show, you want to talk, press one. Okay, that if you're in the building, press one so I can move you on to the show. You just bring it to ready in for a second. The home team is in the building. Hi, Terry. I'm here. How's everybody? Thanks for checking. Everybody's good? Everybody's cool. I'm trying to... I'm trying to get the guest host in the building. But she's supposed to be holding down the show for us in there. Yep. I find it hilarious, the, the, the antics that are going on in the United States of America right now. It's just hilarious. The type of person we have for a president, this man dead ass, uh, sent the cease and desist to CNN because they did a poll that said Biden was ahead of him by 19% in the poll. I don't know what that is. What in the world? Stuff was going on. Hello? Not me. Oh my God! All right, guys. So I got Ozzy, I got Ozzy on the building with us. Hi, Ozzy. Hi. Who am I talking to? Oh, what was that? This is Rain. Anybody want to tell me what was hey, that? Hey, Rain. How are you? How are you? <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> were we having a Zen moment just then? We're having <laughs> we're we're having some technical difficulties. All right, give me a second. Yeah, give me give me a second here. I'm gonna try to bring the guest host in. Makeda, you're on the air with us. I hope. Makeda, you're yes. on the air. Hello? Yes. Um, yes. Okay. I, can you guys okay. hear me? Yes. We can hear you clearly. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Now the ball is in your court, you know what I'm saying? We were just waiting for you to come in. Are we ready, CJ? Mm-hmm. I believe so. Okay. All right. Oh, this is Green Valley Outbreak. I'll be going back to listening. Okay. Good evening. All right. Okay. Good evening. Welcome to the show. Tonight, I have pleasure of introducing the beautiful, the talented, the amazing Makeda Valletta also known as the body scientist. Tonight, we're going to speak to her about health and what we can do in terms of our health and spiritual fitness during these times of the coronavirus and and the, the protests and all that's going on in the world. Because at this time, there's a lot of fear. And so, Makeda... We would yes. like to know what do we do in times like this when people are on edge and people they don't know what to do. You know, it's a it's a real scary world out here right now. And what can we do mm-hmm. to stay healthy in these times, Makeda? How can we fortify ourselves? Background on myself, so just so people know where I'm coming from. But 
Um, my background is in exercise and sports science, nutrition science, and um, I'm also a dancer as well, a serious student of dancers of the African diaspora. And um, there are a lot of misconceptions when it comes to what we need to do to be healthy. And so one of the mm -hmm. two, well, two of the, there's a lot of things, but two of the main major huge number one things um, that's important to keep your immune system up now and, and just period, because we never know when we might be exposed to infectious disease. You know, I've, I've been saying that for years, like mm -hmm. you have to make sure your immune system is good period. Because when we find out, when we hear that, um, you know, there's an out, there's an outbreak of E. coli in the spinach. We don't hear about that until somebody dies first from eating it. Then they tell mm -hmm. you, oh, we're having a recall. So we never know when we could be exposed to infectious disease. And so two things. One thing, um, vitamin D deficiencies is, is a chronic problem on the planet. And people, uh, melanated people have even worse vitamin D problems. And the darker your skin is, the worse it can be. Um, we oh. get vitamin D from the sun, right? Not only from the sun, but we get vitamin D from the sun, but it's only, like, if you live in the Northeast, like we're in New York right now, you're only going to get vitamin D from the sun from, like, May to maybe October, and only from, like, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Like, this, it's when the sun, the hottest wow. time of the day when the sun is overhead. And the darker your skin is, the more sun you need to get vitamin D. So, so uh, it's good most to people sit in the sun, Negata? Yes, sit in it, stand in it, walk in it. But you also have you have to have a lot of your skin exposed. So if you're walking around with pants on and a t-shirt, that's not going to be enough skin. If you, most people have on too much clothes as well, because when it comes to vitamin D, you, it's like every vitamin D is made when sun hits our skin. But we need to have adequate cholesterol in our diet to make vitamin D, because vitamin D is made from cholesterol. So if you're on a low cholesterol diet or a vegan diet where you think that you don't need cholesterol, that's actually not good. It can cause serious hormonal problems. Vitamin D is a hormone, actually, and it's made from cholesterol. Um, the other thing is is that only each patch of our skin only makes a certain amount of vitamin D before it maxes out. So this is the reason why, like, you have to have a lot of your skin exposed. Like, today I was walking down the street in Harlem, and I saw this uh, a Haitian guy that I know, and he had on so much clothes. And I'm telling him, like, the only thing that was out was his face and his hands. And I see that with a lot of Africans. Like, they'll have on so much clothes when it's hot outside. Um, I've seen that when I was in Cuba, when I'm in Colombia, people wear a lot of clothes. And in all those countries, there's chronic vitamin D deficiencies. A lot of Muslim countries where it's really, really hot, people are all covered up, they have very bad vitamin D problems, and the babies end up having issues. So in order to get enough vitamin D from the sun, you need to be outside during the hottest times of the day. You need to have a lot of your skin exposed, and you need to be out there for a while. Um, but if not from the sun, the other sources of vitamin D are liver. Most people, most people under 60 don't like to eat liver, but um, liver is one of the best sources of vitamin D. Then there's cod liver oil, which... Everybody who – most people got given cod liver oil as a kid. Um, so cod liver oil, also egg yolks from – like egg yolks from pasture chickens. Those are chickens that don't come from the commercial food industry. Those are chickens that are like farm chickens that are running around on the farm. Um, milk and um, cheeses from grass-fed cows, they're, they're high in vitamin D. Um, and then the other thing is um, – and also vitamin D deficiencies are, are linked to – there's so much research. You can go on YouTube and put it in. You'll see tons of scientists giving hour lectures about vitamin D deficiencies and how it is linked to so many things. It's linked to 
um, asthma. You know, you have so many black people that have asthma. A lot of that is from vitamin D deficiencies. When they do when they do um, blood tests on black children, they're chronically, I mean, like chronically low in vitamin D. Um, so that, that makes you susceptible. Vitamin D modulates your immune system. It's really, really important in modulating your immune system, and especially when it comes to respiratory um, issues. Um, then uh, probiotics, um, the other thing, which is good bacteria. When it comes to immunity, a lot of people don't understand the immune system. They don't understand immunity. Like, we cannot walk around in a plastic bubble our entire life. We live in a world that is full of bacteria and full of viruses that we, we can't see. There, it's in the hottest places of the earth, the coldest places of the earth, the most acidic places in the earth. Like, we live, we, we, we live we're surrounded by these organisms. Um, and your, your immune system gets stronger from being exposed to them. That's the whole idea of a vaccine is we're going to expose this person to this virus or this bacteria so they build immunity. But that happens naturally. That's the reason why, too, they say, like, with coronavirus, you might have had it and didn't know it, or you did have it and knew it, but now you have antibodies. Like, being exposed to something is what makes you stronger. That's what strengthens your immune system. So trying to live in a sterile world actually makes you very weak. So the thing is, is that when when something becomes, you know, disease-causing and takes over is when there's imbalance. So when it comes to bacteria, you know, good bacteria and bad bacteria cannot live in the same environment. All living things have requirements for life. So we can't go jump in the ocean and say, oh, I'm going to live in the ocean. We will suffocate and drown, even though there is life in the ocean. There's oxygen in the ocean. It's H2O. But it's not the right percentage that we need, so we would suffocate. And the creatures in the ocean would suffocate if they try to live in your house, right? We have different requirements for life. Trees in the rainforest, if you put them in the desert, they're going to die. If you put desert plants in the rainforest, it's going to die because the requirements for life are so different. Same thing is true with good and bad bacteria. So you have good bacteria that produce hydrogen peroxide, which everybody knows hydrogen peroxide kills viruses and bacteria. Well, there are hydrogen peroxide-producing bacteria in our gut. And the bad disease-causing bacteria and viruses, they can't survive in the presence of that. So if somebody has a lot of good bacteria in their gut, a lot of oxygen-producing bacteria in their gut, and they get exposed to an infectious organism, it won't be able to, to survive in their ecosystem. We have our own micro-ecosystem. But most people have taken, every time you take antibiotics, every single time you take antibiotics, you wreck your, 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 your gut floor. Antibiotics kills all the bacteria, mm. including the good bacteria, which you need to fight. The good bacteria is your first line of defense against infectious diseases, all infectious diseases. So when you take antibiotics, it kills the good bacteria and the bad bacteria, and the bad bacteria mutate, and they become they create super strains and super bugs. That's why now you have a lot of um, infections that they don't have any drugs for because they're, they, they've mutated so much. So every single time someone takes antibiotics, they destroy their ecosystem, their microecosystem. They create more um, aggressive um, infectious organisms and bad bacteria inside of them, and if if when people eat sugar, sugar feeds the bad bacteria and kills the good bacteria. And there are people who have sugar addictions where, like, they they stay eating cake and juice and soda and this and that. And they're like, oh, like, people who are addicted to sugar, their willpower, they can never stop doing that because it's like they have an imbalance of bacteria. That bad bacteria is, creates hormones to make you crave sugar. It takes over. It takes over. And so... And, it, and so people have, like, also people have imbalance of bacteria. It shows up. It might, they might have skin problems or digestive issues, you know. Um, all that is linked to imbalance of bacteria. But so it's important, you know, traditionally we ate fermented foods, um, like, you know, sauerkraut and, you know, 
Koreans have kimchi and Mexicans have cortado. These are like, you know, yogurt is a fermented food. Every culture had some type of fermented food where, and they had it at every meal where they're getting good bacteria into their diet. Eating raw vegetables is not healthy. Like people think, people think that, you know, eating raw spinach is good and all this salad is actually not. Vegetables need to be cooked with a fat or they need to be fermented. The only time it's good when it's raw is when it's fermented. And when you look around the world, you don't find any traditional culture that eats salad or eats raw vegetables. Everybody cooks their vegetables. Look at Ethiopians. They cook their vegetables. They mash their vegetables. Like, it doesn't matter where, where you look. Nobody's sitting around eating raw spinach and raw kale. It's actually not healthy. Um, so the thing is, is that, you know, it's, it's important. So those are, like, the two most important things because – um, and, and, and the fact that it's summer, you know, that the sun is coming out right now, people should be trying to be in the sun as much as possible and have their skin exposed as much as possible um, to try to, you know, because not only does the sun, you get vitamin D from the sun, but also the sun has other health-boosting properties as well. Um, and then the probiotics, like you can take probiotics, which I do recommend. There's one brand called Garden of Life that I feel like is the best brand. Um, I have YouTube videos where I explain more in depth about, you know, um, understanding probiotics, but that's a good brand, and then just eating fermented food. So, like, you know, good quality yogurts and sour creams, or it could be, um, you know, sauerkraut, but real sauerkraut, because, you know, I told my mom this, and she went and got sauerkraut from Seatown. Like, that sauerkraut has a bunch of chemicals in it, and it's not real sauerkraut. When you have sauerkraut mm-hmm. that is actually fermented, or, you, you know, you can ferment all kinds of things. You can ferment ginger, um, but you want to get some type of fermented food in your diet as much as possible to get and, and avoid antibiotics. And also those hand sanitizers, I would not use any artificial hand sanitizer. Like there are natural things that you can use like aloe vera is aloe vera is super potent with killing um, bacteria and viruses. Um, you know, you have alcohol. Um, there's tons of different things that you can use um, like a lot of the different essential oils, but I wouldn't use like Purell because again, just like antibiotics, it kills all the bacteria, including the good bacteria and the bad bacteria mutate against it. Um, when you use natural things, like aloe vera does not kill the good bacteria. It kills the bad bacteria, but it feeds the good bacteria. So when you use natural things, um, like if a woman, like, for example, has a yeast infection, you know, um, well, taking probiotics, eating yogurt, a woman might put yogurt, you know, suppositories in her vagina to restore the bacterial balance in her vagina, but, like, Taking antibiotics just throws that off. So those are like the two major number of things that I would say that's really important for people to have their immune system up right now. So women can actually make these suppositories themselves? Yeah, if a woman is having, um, some women get yeast infections from taking antibiotics. Like there are women who will be given antibiotics for something else and then they get a yeast infection, right? Um so whether that happens or for whatever reason, if a, any, any infection in your body, period, is because of imbalance of bacteria. So any infection that somebody gets, if, 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 then you can know that you, your body was already off balance, right? Um, so you want to restore that, that flora. So we have, um, we have, a, we have like a, what is it, like a micro-ecosystem. We have this flora. We have it in our vaginal canal, um, on our skin, in our mouth, in our guts. And um, in the vaginal canal, like the, the lactobacillus um, bacteria, which is also the bacteria that's super important for your gut, um, if a woman is having a yeast infection or something, yes, 
Um, she can take plain yogurt, like plain yogurt with no sugar in it, no chemicals, just plain yogurt, and um, make a suppository or put it in her vaginal canal and consume it. It's good to consume it um, as well. But, yeah, definitely um, doing that is, is really good because if a woman has any kind of um, vaginal infection, there's an imbalance of bacteria. Mm-hmm. Okay. Also, I wanted you to speak about fitness because I know that, mm-hmm. you know, you are a very learned woman in that area, and I know that you mm-hmm. have a lot to share with the listening audience. So, Makeda, tell us, you know, what can we do to stay physically fit during this time, along with the the things that you just spoke about? Well, that's a good question, because... Um, the way I was going to at first answer the question, then you said at this time, and I remembered that, like, gyms are closed right now, and this is, like, because at first I was going to say, you know, strength training is really important, but that's not even really that possible right now. Um, so I would say, like, you know, one of the main things is to keep moving. Like, don't be stagnant. It's mm-hmm. never good to just be sitting around. Um, mm-hmm. If you live someplace where where there's hills, you know, walking up hills is good because walking up flatland, walking up flatland doesn't do anything. It's like, but when you walk up hills, um, it's more, it's more challenging. Um, it challenges your body more and, and and your muscles. So I would say if you live someplace where it's hilly or you have access to hills, if you if you can get into nature, if you have, if you live someplace where, um, you know, you have nature around you or nice parks where you can like, you know, walk in a lot of trees and plants and hilly. That's a good thing to do. I think hiking and 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 stuff like that. Um, also, I mean, this is this is kind of um, could be difficult at this time. But I also really think that dance is very helpful, particularly dances of the African diaspora. Um, they've always been medicine for us, you know, um, and mm-hmm. it keeps. It's because it, it's funny because today I saw somebody um, in the summertime, in the summertime in Central Park for years. Every Sunday there's like this um, Dominican and Haitian rara. It's a, it's a certain type of music with horns and drums and and it gives you like people energy. You know, like when you have live drums and stuff like that, it gives people energy to kind of you know. Um, shaking off stuff and revitalizing your chi because we have to have ways to keep your life force up right so the dancing could be difficult because there's no dance there's no dance classes right now there are people who are doing classes on zoom it's not the same but i still think that you know dancing moving the hips because dances of the african diaspora like i'm talking about you know congolese dance afro-cuban haitian afro-brazilian things like that it's a lot of hip movement and that's that is um, our root chakra. You know that is where most of our blood supply goes mm-hmm. through our hips. And so moving the hips is really important just for your health in general. Um, but then mm-hmm. like also shaking, gyrating, dancing the music that you like. It helps to change your mood. It helps to give you energy. It helps to revitalize your chi, get your lymph moving, which is also important for your immune system. Your, your you know your heart pumps your blood. But lymph only moves mm-hmm. if you you get up and start moving or, you know, something. So all of that. Um, so if people have a way to dance, even, you know, you can't take a dance class, even dancing in your house, you know, to music you really like, um, making sure mm-hmm. you're moving your body. Um, another thing, I guess it, it probably depends on, the, like, the age of the person because, like, you know, there are a lot of younger people outside. There are younger people outside doing stuff like, you know, playing with their 
soccer with their friends and stuff like that. But I think with the age group, because when I think about, like, my parents, you know, um, at first I would tell my mom, like, go hiking. But at first I wanted her to, like, go out of the city because I was just, like, um, I wanted her to have, like, clean air and not be all up on people. But um, I think that for certain people who might be more um, vulnerable, like, you might want to be careful with, you know, being being around too many people, I guess, because some of the things that, that, that I wonder about sometimes, I mean, I'm not really nervous for myself because I feel like I'm, my immune system is really strong and I'm healthy. But when I think mm-hmm. about people running outside, for example, like, you know, um, and running on the sidewalk. What do you think? Yeah. I don't think running is that healthy in the first place. Like, I mean, jogging, I don't, I don't ever, I don't, no good trainer I know recommends that people jog. Like some people just like to jog. So if you like to jog, fine. But I would never tell somebody that that's something that they should do. Like, I think you're way better off on a brisk hike because jogging actually, depending on how much you jog, it actually causes you to lose muscle. You know, if you look at people who jog a lot, a lot Mm. of times they, they, they're either skinny fat or they're chubby. Like they don't have any muscle. If you look at, Somebody who runs sprints, like a 100-meter, 200-meter sprinter, compared to somebody who's running miles up and down the, around the reservoir, they, they don't look very strong. A lot of jogging wow. causes you to burn muscle, lose muscle. So people do it because they want to lose fat. And, yeah, you could lose fat, but it also causes you to lose muscle. And muscle is the metabolic tissue in your body. Muscle is what gives you shape. Muscle is what gives you metabolism. Muscle is what absorbs the shock absorber. So it helps to to take the stress off your knees and stuff like that. So if you're if you're losing and, that, and also okay. after 30 years old, after the age of 30, you lose about two percent of your muscle every year. Like how much of it, how much you lose after 30 depends on what you did before 30, and what you do after 30. But you're in a state of breakdown, so you don't want to engage in exercise that's going to break you down because um, that's what, when people get older and they're like, oh, uh, you know, I gain weight so much now, and I used to not gain fat so much. Like you're losing muscle. When you lose muscle, now you 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 gain fat much easier. When you lose muscle, now your back hurts and your knees hurt because you know the muscle is the shock absorber. So you don't want to lose muscle. You don't want to do things that's going to cause you to lose muscle. Um, and then also jogging. Like if somebody must jog, if you really want to do that, you have, you should go do it on the sand or on some grass. But jogging on concrete is a re- is just asking to destroy your knees and your hips and your ankles. So I definitely don't recommend that. I think that mm-hmm. you're better off just doing a, a really intense hike up a hill somewhere. That's mm-hmm. interesting. I know someone who yeah. jogs a lot, and they're in poor health now. You know, they're older. Yeah. No. And um, it has good. affected, I think, because they um, they jogged on concrete, you know. Mm-hmm. It, it has affected their yeah. health. And so that's a very yeah. interesting point. And so, mm-hmm. you know. So, Makeda, you know, is there anything else mm-hmm. you'd like to share with us that you, that you before, you know, you go? Um you know, we have we have some more time, I think. And so if there's anything else, you know, that you would like to, you know, talk about. Um, I, I really could talk about anything you want me to talk about. Um, there's so many things. But yeah, there's I mean there's so many things like it's probably better if you um ask me something because I don't even know okay. um well, you know, just, you know, there's a lot to talk about during, the, you know, uh-huh. the time, as I said, you know, um, 
I appreciate you sharing with us. One thing, one thing I I can say is that, that I think is just really important for all people, but especially black people. I mean, cause you know, I'm black, but there's, there's a huge misconception about like, you know, veganism being healthy. And I see amongst a lot of like Afrocentric, what I have to put in quotes, Afrocentric black people who think that veganism is healthy and they preach that. And um, if anybody ever talks to an African, no African that you ever met grew up vegan. You know, they eat all kinds of things. They eat all kinds of organ meats mm-hmm. at every meal. And we did mm-hmm. too. Like when I talked to my Caribbean friends, like, you know, I know people that grew up in Haiti, they ate fish head soup all the time and they ate the eyeballs and their eyesight is perfect. You know, um, organ meats, everybody in the world ate organ meats, Europeans, Asians, Native Americans, you know, Africans, mm-hmm. Polynesians, everybody ate organ meat, right? And um, nowadays, like most people, like I think people over 60 in America will usually still be open to that. Most younger people, most people my age, we're not trying to eat organ meat, but that's actually where all the nutrition is, you know, the liver, the kidneys, even when, mm-hmm. like I don't eat chitlins, I've never eaten chitlins, I'm never going to eat chitlins, but chitlins are good for you, <laughs> and every other culture is also really? eating Like I remember one of my Mexican friends, like everybody eats that, like everybody, that's not unique to one group. Every, if you look around the world, a lot of people eat intestines. Everybody, a lot of people eat blood sausage. Blood sausage is in so many people's cultures. You know, a lot of cultures, mm. you know, they eat the heart. Like every time I go to a Peruvian restaurant, I see beef heart on a stick. You go to a Mexican, Mexicans be eating cow tongue tacos, you know. Um, it's yeah. like everybody ate organ meat. Like people are moving away from that, but that's where all the nutrition is. The people who lived to be over 100, that's what they were eating. They weren't eating kale salad and drinking green juice. Every time they do an <laughs> interview of the oldest person in the world and they say, what did you eat? They always say they ate bacon. You know, so like a lot of black people, they think pork is bad and they think like, oh, like if I eat, you know, they blame like diabetes and all these things on pork. It's not, that's not true either. Actually, pork is actually very good for you. And the fats in it is very similar to olive oil. Like the lard and pig fat is very high in oleic acid. Oleic acid is the same thing that's in olive oil. Lard was a traditional fat in many cultures. The food industry came and said, oh, don't use lard, use Crisco. Crisco is imitation lard that they made up. They said, don't eat butter, eat margarine. Margarine is something else that was made up by the food industry that's highly toxic. So a lot of things that, that mm-hmm. people think is healthy is not healthy at all. You know, and um, when, you, when all my friends, like when I, my Nigerian friends and my Senegalese friends, my, my African friends who grew up there, who are like one of my Cameroonian friends, they're tall, their eyesight is perfect. Their bone structure is perfect. Everything on them is perfect. And when you ask them what they ate, they were like, oh, we ate like three different organ meats at every meal. You know, um, lean meat is not good for you. So a lot of people think that eating lean chicken breast is good and lean meat. No, lean meat is not good. You need the fat. Fat and protein work together. You need the fat to get the fat-soluble vitamins. Like the fat-soluble vitamins, that's the second half of my name, which is K-E-D-N-A. Those are the fat-soluble vitamins. Vitamin K, vitamin E, vitamin D, vitamin A. And you need fat to absorb them. So that's why you do not want to consume low-fat milk and non-fat milk and low-fat yogurt and low-fat this. Exactly. Low-fat, non-fat stuff bad for you. You know, you want the, all the fat that's mm-hmm. in the eggs. You want all the fat that's on that pork chop, all the fat that's in the beef. Of course, you want to get it from healthy sources. You know, um, it, I, I always tell people, try your best to get your food from a farmer's market and not from the commercial food industry because 
like the pork mm-hmm. and the beef and the chicken and the eggs and all that from the commercial food industry is tainted. It is it is full of poisons and antibiotics and hormones mm-hmm. and they don't feed the animals good diets. So those foods are not as good for you as when you get it from a farm. So if you're getting it from a farmer's market, from a cow that was outside eating grass and a pig that was outside running around eating and chickens outside, you know, doing what they do, getting sunlight, eating their natural diet, that's totally different than something that came from the commercial Mm -hmm. food industry. But that's also true of plants too, though. So when people push veganism because they're like, oh, they they treat the chickens and the pigs and the cows so bad, I'm I'm not going to eat meat. It's like... Well, you know, the water is polluted. So am I going to stop drinking water? Like there isn't a good source of water on the planet. If you drink bottled water, it has plastic. You're going to be inoculating yourself with the chemicals in the plastic. If you drink tap water, it has chlorine in it. Like there's, there's, a, there's a water problem, but you still need water. So all you can do is find the best water you can find. Um, the plants, you know, are, are heavily genetically modified. So like just because you're eating fruits and vegetables doesn't mean it's good either because a lot of them are GMO. Um, a lot of them were picked months ago. Like when you go to the supermarket, most of that produce has been there for months in the back someplace. And it, it came from another country or across the country. So the nutritional value is very low. Then it's sprayed up with chemicals, with radiation. So in order to really get nutritious nutrition from fruits and vegetables, it needs to be picked when it's ripe, not two months ago when it wasn't ripe and kept in the back of the supermarket. And when the supermarket mm-hmm. wants to put it out, they treat it with an ethylene gas, you know. So all that stuff is really old. And devoid of nutrition, then, you know, it's grown. A lot of the commercial food industry, they monocrop, which means that they're growing the same species of, like, oranges for miles, the same species of bananas for miles. That actually depletes the soil, and it makes tons of other species of plants go extinct. And so if you're you're consuming a, a fruit or vegetable that was grown in soil that was depleted, monocrops, GMO, spray with chemicals, ship them across the country, that's just as bad, if not worse, than just than eating meat from the commercial food industry. So to me, I don't like it when the vegan community like push propaganda that's very one sided. You know, um the 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 you can get chicken, pork and beef that is not tainted by the food industry, but you also can eat other animals. Like you can eat deers. You can eat rabbits. I don't the plenty of people eat rabbit, uh. deer, uh, people eat possums, people eat alligators, I mean, people eat all kinds of animals, you know, so, like, goat goat and lamb. Goat and lamb is not touched by the commercial food industry. So, I mean, just because the commercial food industry is treating, treating the chickens, the pigs, and the cows bad doesn't mean that you should just starve yourself of nutrition, like, I'm not eating no animal food. That's really, that's really exaggerated, and it's unhealthy. And as a nutritionist, who I've been doing what I do for, like, at least 17 years now, I can't tell you how many people I've had to revive who have messed up their body really bad on that diet for 10 plus years or five plus years. I've worked with many women who their sons were messed up from that because they were on a vegan diet when they were pregnant or when they were breastfeeding or whatever. And now their sons, they're developing with it. They have all these issues. For some reason it affects boys a lot more, but I've seen that over and over again. And so when you look at traditional cultures, traditional cultures had certain diets they went on the men and the women went on special diets like six months, seven months prior to conception. And they were really high in animal foods. A lot of times the women would eat eggs, you know, fish eggs or eggs from other animals. The men, like in Jamaica, they have cowball soup. Like, you know, um, that eating, when you consume an organ, it's good for your organ. So eating heart is good for your heart. Eating eating mm-hmm. um, liver is good for your liver. You know, um, eating eyes is good for your eyes. That's why my friends that ate fish head soup and they ate the eyeballs, their eyesight is perfect. And there 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 are um there are stories of Native Americans giving, you know, white people who were going blind 
deer eyeballs to eat, you know, um, because eyeballs is the greatest source, excuse me, of vitamin A. Um, True vitamin A is called retinol, which sounds like retina. Um, Yeah. So, Mm. yeah, so eyeballs is like, I mean, I don't eat eyeballs, but some people do. So if people can eat the eyeballs and the fish, eat them. After that, the one wow. of the sources of vitamin A is, is, is cod liver oil and liver. Um, so the animal foods are the most nutrient-dense foods. And, um, and, and traditionally, like with the Maasai, for example, the Maasai, that tribe in Africa before, um, they mostly only eat milk and cow's milk and cow's blood is most of their diet. But before women, before conception, women consumed tons of cow's milk for about six months prior to that. You know, um, so people would consume like, and and it's just another thing. When people say, black people over here would say, "Oh, Africans can't digest milk." I don't know where they got that from, because all the Africans I know drink milk, like all of them. Like even even one of um, well, one of my friends who grew up in Cameroon, she told me she grew up drinking milk. One of my Nigerian friends, he told me he drank milk every day, and he he lives in California now. He grew up in Nigeria. He's tall and perfectly formed, and he tells me he drinks milk every single day, and I told him about raw milk because raw milk is actually better. And that's a whole nother <laughs> thing. But like raw milk is milk that comes out of the cow from, you know, of course a healthy cow, grass fed cow, and it's not homogenized. It's not pasteurized. Raw milk is but actually very good. Where do people buy it's raw very... milk? So where can you buy it? it? It's it not, on, it's not readily it available. It depends on, it depends on what state you live in. So it depends on where you live. So um, because it, you can't get it in the supermarket unless you're in California. I think California, New Mexico, and Connecticut were like the only places where it's legal to sell in the store. Um, in um, Pennsylvania, you can find it everywhere in Pennsylvania because of the Amish. Like when you're in Philly, you could be like uh-huh. in the hood and people, like you can find raw milk everywhere. I've, I've found raw milk in Russian supermarkets in Philly, like in places you wouldn't even think. In New York, um, in New York, I get it from a CSA, which is a CSA stands for Community Supported Agriculture, and it's um, a website, Utter Milk, U-D-D-E-R, milk.com. Um, they have all kinds of foods from farms. So they have lots of raw dairy. So they have raw milk, raw cream, raw cheeses, butters. They have all kinds of meats. They have eggs, um, fermented foods. They have all kinds of stuff that you can order, and they deliver to you. Um, and I've been using them for over 10 years. Um, when wow. I'm in Chicago, I get it from an Amish market. Um, in, in Atlanta, Atlanta and in Miami, you can buy them. Um, I've gotten it in Atlanta at farmer's markets, but in Atlanta, in Florida, and in Georgia, I mean, not Georgia, um, sorry, Georgia, Florida, and like in Illinois, they will definitely have signs and probably other states too they'll have signs where it says for pet consumption only, right? And so that scares people. But the, the reason why they, it says that mm-hmm. is because they know that homogenized pasteurized milk is not healthy for anybody to consume. If you give homogenized pasteurized milk to pets, um, they will get really sick. Like, like you'll see, when I say sick, I mean like you'll see deformities. In like second, third mm-hmm. generation, right? So there was a study that was done one time called Pottinger's Cats where they gave these cats, the scientists gave these cats homogenized, pasture, one group homogenized pasteurized milk. And by the third generation, they were infertile. They couldn't reproduce anymore. They had all these problems. 
um, but the group that drank raw milk was fine. So they know that it damages animals. But so, but they think it's fine to give it to us though. Like, but oh, we can't give it to the pets. Like they actually treat pets better than humans. Like um, veterinarian doctors, they know a lot more than our doctors. Like when it comes to pets, they talk about how important it is, but then they maintain the microbiome which is the bacteria in their gut. But nobody, regular doctors don't tell people that for humans, you know. Um, and, and, and when it comes to raw milk is a superfood because raw milk is very high in probiotics, so the good bacteria that I'm talking about. Probiotics um, is very high and it has a lot of enzymes. So it has the lactase enzyme for people who say, oh, I'm lactose intolerant. Well, the lactase enzyme is already in the raw milk. So, you know, you don't need, it doesn't matter if you produce that, the enzyme. So the lactase enzyme, the lipase enzyme, the amylase enzyme, lots of probiotics, lots of vitamin A, vitamin D. Raw milk is a superfood, and many cultures in the world consume it, and that includes Africans. Um, but but homogenized pasteurized milk is not. So that's the reason why it says for pet consumption only, but, like, you can still buy it. It's just that everything that's good for us, they try to make it illegal. Also, in Chicago, the Nation of Islam, I've never gotten it from them. I get it from an Amish market in Chicago, which is owned by Russians. But the Nation of Islam also is known to have raw milk in Chicago. And um, Muslims, the people that deliver my milk in, in New York are Muslims, too. So Muslims, Russians, they all are on the raw milk. Um, so it depends, like, on where you live. Like, the one place I haven't been able to find it was New Orleans, but somebody recently told me that there is a raw milk connect after all these years. Um, so where you get it from depends on where you live, but it's not something that you can just go in the supermarket and find. Like even right. in Philly, what they sell it, it in Reading like? Terminal. It tastes good. Like, I don't know what anyone does that doesn't like it. I know people that it tastes like how milk is supposed to taste. I, like that's what, and that's what everybody says when they taste it. I know people who didn't even like milk, you know, like my dad is like, mm-hmm. he never liked milk and he thinks it tastes good. Everybody, I've never known anybody that has drank it and said, ill, this is nasty. I've never known anyone to say that. People are always like, mm, this and is I don't good. like milk. Like, like, yeah, but you um, had some of it, and you said you liked it. I, and I don't know if you forgot that. But you had it one time, and I had it in New York, and you said you liked it. But um, but it's it's not nasty, though. Like, to people, a lot of people think that okay. in their head. It tastes better than that almond milk. And, and you soy can milk cook with it regularly? You use it? In yeah, you can cook with it. You, would use. you can cook with it, but... You can cook with it, but I I usually don't cook with it unless I, I usually wait till it sours because see, think about raw milk; it never goes bad, but it does sour. When wow. it sours, that doesn't mean that it's bad though, because that's how, souring is how you make sour cream. That's how you make cheese. That's how you make yogurt, right? From milk that sours. Uh-huh. So raw milk sours, and when it sours, it becomes more medicinal, but it doesn't taste like I'm not going to drink that because it doesn't taste good. So what I, I cook with it. So. If I'm making, like, mashed potatoes, um, I'll use, you know, that milk or grits or something like that. Then I'll use the soured milk. Also, because the raw milk, the whole point of the, of raw milk is that it wasn't heated. When you heat milk at high temperatures, that, that's when it destroys the enzymes and it destroys. So I don't, so when I have raw milk, I don't really want to do that. So, but yes, you can cook with it. Yeah, you definitely can cook with it. I cook with the cream, too. Um, okay. With raw cream, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. Actually, one of my um, uh-huh. one of my co-hosts actually they they had a question. Um, Terrell, if you want to come in real quick, you can ask the question, Terrell. Uh, what I was asking, this is Terrell. I have a dairy allergy, and I break down in hives whenever I have any type of dairy, whether it's cheese, ice cream, milk, anything. 
So in my case, what's a good substitute? Like rice milk or something, or what would you suggest? Um. Uh, the only okay. So the, out of the, the the really, as a general statement, I don't. Okay, I would probably say coconut milk, right? But I would say coconut milk, um, like that you make yourself because. You can get coconut milk in the, when you buy coconut milk in the store. You have to be careful because sometimes they put additives in it, like guar gum, and xanthan gum, and carrageenan, and fake vitamins. So you don't want to eat, um, you don't want to consume coconut milk with all that stuff in it. Um, but coconut milk is good because the thing about coconut milk, why is coconut, coconut, uh, the fat in coconut is high in lauric acid, and lauric acid is like one of the one of the most important fats when it comes to killing viruses and killing bacteria also helps you helps to speed up your immune your um your metabolism so the, the fats in coconut help you to burn fat and it also really strengthens your immune system and lauric acid that's another thing we're talking about coronavirus and every virus the fats in coconut oil which is also in the coconut milk kills all those things and, and there there are studies that show that like lauric acid kills lipid contained viruses and lipid contained viruses are the hpv virus the HIV virus, the herpes virus, the coronavirus, they're all lipid-contained viruses. And you, people act like there's no cure, but there are many things that kill those viruses. Lauric yeah. acid is one of them. Um, so coconut milk, it's not, you know, it's not, it's not going to give you the same things that you get from raw dairy, but because you have an allergy, and it's, it's good that you said that because a lot of people will tell me that they're lactose intolerant, and everybody that tells me that, I say, I always ask them, have you been diagnosed? with that and they're like no but when I consume milk I just don't feel good yada 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 and uh, usually that's happening because they're just consuming bad quality milk and bad quality dairy but if you actually have a dairy allergy that's something different than saying lactose intolerance so yeah if you have a dairy allergy and you need to stay away from dairy then that's that's totally understandable Um, and I think that I think that coconut milk is the best because Rice milk doesn't really even have, like, there's no nutrition in that, and it doesn't even really have any fat in it. Like, you know, the the thing that makes milk good, the reason why people even consume whole milk in the first place is because of the creaminess of it, you know. Um, And coconut milk can have the creaminess, too, um, because of it's very high in fat. It's very high in saturated fat. And saturated fat is extremely important. A lot of people think saturated fat is bad, but it's not. Your heart needs saturated fat in order to function your lungs need saturated fat in order to function. Your brain is mostly saturated fat, even though it's mostly animal saturated fat, which is different structure than the saturated fat that's in, in coconuts and plants. But um, mm-hmm. but coconut milk is very good for you. The other one I mean, is like I, rice I drink, milk. I and, drink mm-hmm. and eat milk products, but what I do is usually I take a pill before so I can be okay. Otherwise, okay. I'll be itchy all night. I'll be miserable and, you know really uncomfortable, so I usually get ahead of the curve before I'm going to have any type of dairy product. I make sure that I take an antihistamine. But I also know that so, um, okay. my son, mm-hmm. they were given, when they were really young, um, I had WIC, and WIC had given us lactate. What is your opinion on lactate? Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think that lactate is good. Um, because, first of all, like with food, I think that when it comes to food, you want to eat it and it's, it's, it's it's whole, full form, right? So when you start to fractionate food, like, oh, we're going to, because I feel like just like with plants, right, like with, with all the medications, every medication a doctor gives you is, is based off of a natural plant, right? Like it came, so what they did, they went somewhere in the Amazon and was like, oh, 
they're using this to heal this. And then they find out what's the active ingredient, and then they isolate it. And then the medications cause all these side effects because they took it out of it. It, it needs every single thing that was in that plant to function properly, right? So yeah. that's the same thing like when people eat like, you know, egg whites. It's like, no, the yolk is there for a reason, right? So I feel like with lactate, when, you know, you start to um, – because I don't know what they do actually to make that, but it's a it's a it's a processed food, and they also fortify it with like fake vitamins. I would actually need to look at the ingredients on lactate again, but it's a processed food. So I mm-hmm. think that instead, right? Like, um, well, first of all, another thing about if you actually have a milk allergy, another thing when people people who have allergies, a lot of times that's also coming from an imbalance of bacteria. And a lot of allergies can be reversed. Like, I remember once I had a seafood allergy, a shrimp allergy, a shellfish allergy. Um, like, I grew up eating shellfish, and all of a sudden, when I was, like, in my early 20s, I got the shellfish allergy, and they were like, if you eat it again, you might, you know, like, go into anaphylactic shock. So I remember then, back then, like, you know, learning a lot about probiotics and taking a lot of probiotics, like, a high dose of it for, like, a year or two. And maybe it was like four years later I ate some shellfish and it didn't bother me and I've been eating it ever since since 2004 and I haven't had any problems um because of what you're saying did you use probiotic regularly yeah because because most people have an imbalance of bacteria like most people have been given antibiotics a few times in their life and if you're not making a conscious effort to put good bacteria into your body, which most people are not doing, then you have you can assume you have an imbalance of bacteria. And 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 when you have that imbalance in your gut, there's something called candida. It's a yeast that lives in our in all of our guts, and it's fine until unless it goes out of balance. And so if you have if you have an imbalance of bacteria, the it, it can grow branches and poke holes in your intestines, and that's when the certain foods can leak through and it causes food allergies. Um, so a lot of times when people have food allergies they have an imbalance of bacteria, and if they start putting a lot of good bacteria in their gut, it can reverse it. Um, so that's number one. But ghee, ghee is something that Indian people cook with. I think Ethiopians cook with it too. But ghee is like a, a clarified butter. It's what they do with the ghee. So somebody who – oh, wait, I forgot what you you said that it's a milk allergy. Because I was going to say that people who have an issue with lactose, you know, um, they usually don't have an issue with ghee because – well, they don't have an issue with ghee because ghee, the lactose is removed – and so are the 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 um, proteins in the milk. So the whey protein, the casein protein, and the lactose is removed from the butter. And all you have is the pure butter fat. Butyric acid is the main fat that's in butter, and it actually feeds your um, gut. Like it's really – people who have gut issues and they're trying to heal their gut, butyric acid is super important. Another thing that's super important is bone broth, like chicken broth, beef broth, like oh. super important for healing your gut. Um, so instead of the, the, and I would say like with your son, I don't, was your son diagnosed with a, with a, was he diagnosed with a a milk allergy? Not an allergy, but every time I would give him regular milk, um, well, even as a baby, he had to take special formula because I wasn't able to breastfeed. But, um, when he, uh, was older and he was, uh, at the age where they started giving out regular milk vouchers, um, I noticed that he would have either extreme diarrhea or constipation when he had milk, but then when we switched him to the 1% milk or even the lactate, all of a sudden now those got problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you know what? You should try raw milk. You should try raw milk because I've never seen anybody have a problem with it. Like, I know p- p- people who are like, you know, I mean, having a milk allergy, if you were diagnosed with a milk allergy, that's different. 
But most well, people, I, just, I actually don't know what my diagnosis is, honestly, because I had a okay. range of issues. It actually started um, like 2012, I want to say. Um, I thought I was allergic to like boxes. I thought it was like some type of uh, dust mites or something that was causing my itching. And then I thought it was my lotion or my soap or my detergent. Then I thought it was something, certain fabric, uh, which it still is certain fabrics. But then um, I got a, uh, a test done. I got like a 30-something panel test, and they were just like, well, we don't know what you have, but you are on the cusp of having a thyroid issue. You don't definitively have a thyroid issue, but I guess my levels were like borderline, just like how you can be borderline diabetic, but you're not diabetic. Like, that's how it was. So my, my levels were semi-abnormal, but they weren't at the level of needing medication or any type of treatment. But I do know that I do have flare-ups of um, my face will swell up if I eat certain things. Like, I know shellfish triggers it. Mind you, I've been eating shellfish all my life. Um, I've been having milk all my life, and then all of a sudden, 2012, when I have milk, dairy, ice cream, cheese, anything with any type of dairy, sour cream, all of that, all of a sudden, I start breaking out. Um, also, what else? Mm-hmm. Certain you definitely certain have fish. It's definitely an imbalance. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. I want to hear what you're saying. Because I'm tired of it. <laughs> no, I was gonna say that. No, that's, no, that's it's all. You should know it's it's all linked to that imbalance of bacteria. And this is the thing: like a lot of people will have various things going on, and they think it's for all these different reasons. And you're going to all these different doctors, but it's for like there's like one imbalance that's causing all these problems. So like yeah, when people have any kind of skin issues, eczema, pimples, like you know weird thing, weird bumps and stuff in your skin, and uh, that's coming from an imbalance of bacteria in your gut. When you have food allergies, that's coming from an imbalance of bacteria in your gut. So all of that. So it's like one of the first things that that you should do if you can is take probiotics. And I would say, like, first of all, I have a YouTube page, um, The Body Scientist. If you go on there, you'll see I have a lot of videos where I talk about mm-hmm. stuff. But with the And I have some videos about probiotics. But the Garden of Life, to me, I feel like is the best one because it's the most potent. So we have we have more bacterial cells in our body than we do human cells, okay? So we, we are actually more made up of microorganisms and bacteria than we are of our own human cells. And um, so we have trillions of bacteria cells in our gut. So that, that's why, like, if somebody eats yogurt, I mean, there's all these different species, right? So if somebody eats yogurt, it'll have, like, two species, like lactobacillus, acidophilus, and another one. But when you take probiotic supplements, um, most of the supplements on the, on the market, they might have, like, two or three strains, and then it's measured by in the billions. So when you buy probiotics, it might say 5 billion CFU, which is CFU is colony-forming units. So it might say 5 billion or 10 billion. Um, but we have trillions, right? So with Garden of Life, you can buy ones that have 36 different species and 100 billion per pill. Um, or 50 billion per pill. So it's way more potent than the other brands. And you need to think of it like a war, right? You need to think of it like you want the good bacteria to way outnumber the bad bacteria. So now you have to, and if, and if you've been out of balance for a long time, which most people are, then you have to think like, okay, I need to consistently do this. Like you want to tell yourself, like set a goal of like, okay, for a year, I'm going to flood my system with probiotics for like a year straight and see what happens. So you, so you want to take probiotics if you can, and sometimes it could get expensive. You may not have the money for it, but take it as much as you can when you can, and then you want to get fermented foods. And you can ferment your own things in the house. Like you can ferment different vegetables and fruit. Like you can, but if you like, you know, sauerkraut or kimchi or um, I'm trying to think, like there's different fermented vegetables that you can consume. So I would say, Get that into your system as much as possible, and bone broth, okay? So chicken broth, 
but like a good quality, like you can make that yourself if you have um, chicken bones or beef bones or, and um, so like the broth has, the broth has a lot of, a lot of components in it to help to heal your gut. So it sounds like, you know, your gut needs to be healed and, 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 and restored. So the probiotics and broth super important and you can definitely reverse all those allergies. The other thing is, because I was going to say that every time I've worked with people and they tell me they have a problem with milk, it's always self-diagnosed. Like nobody has ever told me they actually had a real diagnosis. So the self-diagnosis is, is really like you probably just, you're consuming dairy that's not good. So your son having issues, it's because it's homogenized pasteurized milk. Homogenized pasteurized and milk. And on that note, we've got to take a break. Mm-hmm. We've got to take a okay. break. And so we'll continue okay. when you come back. Thank you. Okay. Uh-huh. You are listening to Real Life Spill, and we'll be right back after this commercial break. We're going to start this thing all right. Duval in the Manila, I can have come on, I come on. Hey, 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 do it, baby, take it, baby. Hey, 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 do it, baby, take it, baby. Hey, 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 do it, baby, take it, baby. Hey, 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 do it, baby. I'm living on that plane.
You got a lot to be smiling for. So what the f*** you be wildin' for? If you're breathing, you achieving. We having fun this evening, believe it. Um, in your gut. 
Um, so I, I would think that that would help. Um, but hold on a minute. I just actually, I actually Googled it just to, to see some more about it. Um, but I just know that most things that you're told that can't be healed or whatever, there's no cure for that's usually not true. Another thing too, I, it, I'm sure that vitamin D also plays a role because the thing about vitamin D, vitamin D helps to modulate your immune system. And what that means, like, like even, even with COVID, a lot of people were dying because their immune system is overreactive. You know, and that's even what autoimmune disease is. Autoimmune disease is overactive immune system. And vitamin D helps to modulate your immune system where it, our immune system has many different levels and layers to how it functions and how it works. When you have certain messengers going haywire, then that's how people have overactive immune systems or underactive. So having a bunch of hives and this and that, something is off balance. And it sounds like the immune system is probably overreactive. And that happens because of nutritional deficiency. So I, I would definitely say that cod liver oil is something, well, everybody should be taking cod liver oil. And cod liver oil is very high in vitamin D and vitamin A. Vitamin D and vitamin A work together, actually, to modulate your immune system. And almost everybody is deficient in vitamin D, and black people especially. Like when black people get their vitamin D levels done, it's like chronically low. And that's, that's also why, like, so, you know, high blood pressure is a result of vitamin D deficiency. So many black people have high blood pressure. You know, there's certain cancers that's linked to vitamin D deficiency. So vitamin D deficiencies is a worldwide problem, and that can easily be solved with um, taking cod liver oil. So I think that if you, you need, like, a high dose of probiotics, fermented foods, cod liver oil, um, to help get your, your immune system and your body back into balance. Um, so just without me, like, doing tons of research on it, I would say that um, it sounds like your, your immune you system Can you suggest? Can you suggest um, uh, yeah, I was good say, I don't, vitamin D? I'm sorry. I, go ahead. Yeah. Uh-huh. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. I can. What no, you I was going to say, like, when I get my levels and stuff done, I don't have, I don't have what they can say. I don't know. Uh, the only deficiencies that they, that keeps coming up, my vitamin D, everything else is fine. The only two deficiencies that I rightfully have is an iron deficiency and it's an iron imbalance. Because during pregnancy, my iron is extremely too high. Regularly, my iron is extremely too low. Uh, so I more or less have an iron deficiency and a vitamin E deficiency. Well, mm-hmm. the thing about um, vitamin D, though, see, the thing is, is that the medical community, they really don't know what a deficiency is in any way, right? Because the numbers they have, like the, what they go by, even even with the RDA, like, you know, with the RDA is the recommended daily allowance, well, like whatever they mm-hmm. recommend that you consume this much every day, like it's way lower than what you should be consuming. So when they tell people, you know, oh, you just need this much of this vitamin every day to be healthy, it's actually not true. You actually a lot of times need four or five times that amount to be healthy. Um, and so medical doctors didn't study nutrition, so they really don't have any idea. Like they don't even take nutrition in medical school. So whenever they get told, like, um, you know, you might, they might get told that, like, oh, 20 is an acceptable number. But really, if you talk to the scientists who research that, they'll tell you 50 is the number that is where you should be. But the doctor will tell you 20, and so you might be at 25, and they tell you, oh, you're fine, but you're not. So whether or not your vitamin D levels are actually where they should be is debatable. Just because the doctor said that, that may or may not be true. Um, but with um, – you know, and, and and to me, it's I I don't know. Like it, from from having issues like that, I I just without seeing any of your your um 
your stats, I would think that it probably isn't where it should be, the vitamin D and the vitamin A. But, um, you know, iron, it's, it's, sometimes it's, it's hard to answer certain questions when I don't know what people are eating because when I advise people, I usually am looking at, like, their, their I'm looking at their dietary habits. Like when, I, when I see all of that, then I can kind of identify what, what, what you need to strengthen. So without actually knowing that, it can be hard to answer. But the thing is, is that most um, women have iron issues. Um, most women have iron that's too low. And, of course, you know, you get iron from eating animal foods, again, liver, which I most people don't like. Um, but I love it. <laughs> you have to be careful. Oh, well, you know what? That's great. If you love liver, eat liver because liver can fix a lot of your problems. Mm-hmm. Like liver is one of the best sources of iron. Liver is one of the best sources of vitamin D and vitamin A. And so I always tell people, if you can eat liver, eat it. Like eat it once or twice a week. Um, so that's great. I wish I, I, wish I loved liver. Um, so, yeah, I would say that because a lot of times, like, when women are pregnant or just in general, like, taking um, iron as a supplement, you never want to take iron as a supplement because iron as a supplement is actually really mm. bad and it feeds cancer cells. Like, so you want to get iron from uh, food. And I believe in general with, with, with nutrition, with, I think you should get it from food because when you start to consume artificial vitamins that were made in a laboratory, they back, it's not the same thing. It's not the same chemical form. That's mm-hmm. found in nature, so it doesn't have the same effect in your body, and it actually can cause issues. So, like, you know, taking vitamin D is important, but I would never recommend taking a vitamin D pill. Instead, I recommend cod liver oil because mm-hmm. the cod liver oil, the vitamin D and the vitamin mm-hmm. A is balanced the way it should be. It has certain fats. So, in terms of good cod liver oil, and I'm not talking about fish oil. Do not consume fish oil. I'm talking about cod liver oil. Um, cod liver oil. One of um, there's a brand called Carlson's that's pretty good. But the one that I order is, um, is is by a company called Green Pastures, and I order off of Amazon because you, you can't find it in the store. Like, you can order off their website um, or Amazon, but they don't sell it in the store. And that is one of the best um, brands um, to me. It's a company called Green Pastures, or it's also called, um, yeah, Green Pastures Products, yeah. Um, they, to me, make a really good quality cod oil. And if you don't like the you know, the, the liquid, you can take the capsules. Um, and so since I don't know, it's, 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 it, I don't know like all that you're eating to say why you might have different things, but I definitely say that if you like liver, consume it. And I would say if you have never had raw dairy, try the raw dairy because homogenized pasteurized dairy is not good for anybody. Even though I drink it, I can drink it. Like if I'm out someplace and I get hot chocolate, they're, they're using regular milk. It doesn't bother me, but I still know it's not good for me though. So I try my best to get um, raw milk as much as possible. And working with clients, I've never seen it bother them. Um, so, like, you know, um, you can try that because also it's really good for your immune system. Like the the stuff that's in raw dairy is actually very good for your immune system and very good for your brain and very good. For, it's actually good for you. So it's like if you don't want to consume dairy, you don't have to, but it is a superfood and it is very good for you. So I would say – it is raw cheeses. Like, you can find cheeses made from raw milk in Whole Foods and stuff like that. So you can find raw milk cheese everywhere. I was everywhere. just going to say, because um, I be shocked that I was just mm-hmm. my local supermarket and go for Whole Foods. But I've been shopping in lately because the local supermarket has OD lines and they don't ever have them. Yeah, well, do you, you live in New York City? Yeah. We all, we actually live, okay. me and Teray actually live about, about five, ten minutes from each other. And that's another thing I was going to start to ask. May, I'm, after listening to you, I'm starting to wonder if it's the quality of beef that we're beef and dairy that we're getting in our area that's causing yes. the problem. 
Yeah, if, if you're getting, if you're get, yeah, because I, I shop at Whole Foods or I shop at the um, their farmers markets. I don't know since COVID if the farmers markets are happening in New York. And I, and in New York, I didn't tend to go to them too much yeah, anyway no, because where we live, our farmers markets are very poor quality. Okay, okay. So uh, where do you live? What what borough do you live in? We live in Yonkers. Oh yeah. Okay. 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 Okay, so yeah, I don't know about I don't know anything about the farmers markets there. Like, and, and even because I'm in Harlem, and it's like the, the the farmers markets that I know that sell meat and stuff is like downtown, like on Union Square. So I was gonna say I don't even go down there that much anyway. But um, there's a place called Harlem Shambles, right? If you ever came, we're in Harlem. There's a place called Harlem Shambles that sells really good quality meats and stuff. But Whole Foods, yeah, Whole Foods, all the Whole Foods, yeah, um, all the Whole Foods has good quality meat. And when you go there. They'll be like, okay, they'll tell you exactly where it comes from. This is grass-fed. This was mostly grass-fed. So in Whole Foods, they, they tell you exactly where the meat came from, how it was raised. And so if you're getting meat from, like, the regular supermarket, no, I don't buy any meat from the regular supermarket because all of that stuff, even even with the COVID pandemic, right, when you started seeing all these meatpacking places, everybody's getting COVID, da, da, da. well, part of it is because it's unsanitary. It was unsanitary to begin with. You know, that's the reason why. That's another reason why they homogenize and pasteurize the milk because it's coming from sick cows, dirty conditions. If you drink milk from the commercial food industry that was raw, you would get sick. And that's the reason why they have to give the animals antibiotics and all this stuff because they're sickly and it's bad conditions. They feed them horrible things. Cows are only supposed to eat grass. That's it. That's it. Like when they're outside, they're eating grass. But the commercial food industry will be feeding them chicken and beef and every all Corn kinds of stuff, and you know, that they don't, that yeah, all the stuff they don't eat, exactly. So when, so the, the health of an animal, I mean, the nutritional value of the, the pig or the chicken or the cow has to do with what the conditions in which it was raised. The same thing is true with plants, you know, like, if you go get an apple from Seven Eleven that was, you know, like, full of wax and grown in some soil that, you know, that was nutrient deficient, there's really no nutrition in that apple. So you do want to, so the conditions in which something is grown matters, and that's the reason why, like most people, you know, like if you know people who are in their 70s, 80s, 90s, or you know, like old, like older people like that, a lot of them grew up eating like, you know, the stuff that eggs and bacon and like all these foods, but it was like um, it didn't have so much chemicals in it. So a lot of people were were fine. It's like now everything is the commercial food industry is poisoning the food. So you really just want to try your best to not get food from the commercial food industry. It's not always possible. You know, you can't be perfect all the time, and that's fine. But if you, you know, like let's say 75% of the time you're eating good quality food, then that 25% won't mess you up so much, you know, but your body will be able to handle it. But if you're constantly eating stuff that's like, you know, full of toxins and your body is in like fake vitamins, your body's constantly trying to figure out what the hell this is and trying to fix it. So it, it, it loads your system. And then your body can't fight against other things like cancer trying to form or you've been exposed to a virus. It can't because it's overloaded with trying to deal with all this crap that's being put into your system. So I definitely say that, yeah, try to get better quality uh, meat. Don't go to the, like, regular supermarkets, um, Whole Foods. And, you know, the, if people who are in other cities, there may be other stores like Whole Foods. But I know all I know in New York is Whole Foods. Um, so yeah, I would go there to get your meat and try that because I I think that is the probably the quality of the beef that you're eating and that's what I was gonna say. Mhm. There's a big difference. Michaela. Yep. Before you go, I would like you to tell us a little bit 
about the products you sell, you know, share with the audience <clears throat> what you have available and how, you know, how um, okay. how they can use the products that you sell. Okay, well, um, well, for one, I have been, well, this is like a whole other conversation, but since 2005, I've been working with, I don't know if people have heard of Yoni Eggs before or Jade Eggs, Yoni Eggs, they're, they're crystal stone eggs that women work with vaginally to help um, strengthen the muscles of the pelvic floor and to get more control. And it's good for women of all ages. Um, it's good for um, women that have menstrual issues, women that have orgasmic issues, women that helps to prepare for childbirth, to recover from childbirth. Um, so um, and so I've been teaching women about that since like probably 2007, and it just helps with a lot of things. So um, I have, you know, eggs that I sell. Also, um, I started making skincare, well, different different um, skincare products. And so um, one of them is a mixture of, um, shea butter, cocoa butter, coconut oil, and tallow. Um, tallow is, is, is another thing people don't realize is that animal fat is not, animal fat is really good for us to eat. It's good for us, but it's also good to go on our skin. And a lot of cultures would use animal fat on their skin. So tallow is actually a beef fat. Um, but ghee also, which I was saying that Indian people cook with and Ethiopians cook with, but they also put it in their hair and on their skin. Um, so ghee is also really good. So I make another one that's mixed with um, cocoa butter, shea butter, ghee, palm oil, and castor oil. So they're, they're, they're different. Those are different, like, mixtures that I make. Some, some of them have castor oil. Um, some have ghee. Some have tallow. So they're different um, skin um, butters for that. And um, also a castor oil that's infused, a ginger-infused castor oil. Castor oil is really good. Like castor oil packs are really good for people to do who are trying to um, break up scar tissue or to stimulate the lymph. Um, like so, anybody who has like any kind of growth or let me see um, scar tissue. Because when you have surgery, and especially you know there there are women who have had abdominal surgery, any kind of surgery, the scar tissue that forms it starts to pull your organs towards it and pull things out of place. Um, and it's, it's, castor oil packs are also really good for detoxing. So people who need to detox their liver or detox their kidney, it's really good to put a castor oil pack over it. But all that stuff you can also make yourself, of course. Um, I sell these products, but they're things that people can also make at home if they want to make it themselves. Um, and uh, I think that that might be it. I'm like, what else do I sell? I think that's it. So, yeah, skincare. Um, and then I also... I make a penile oil. I was explaining this to somebody earlier because they were like, what is that? And that is for, you know, we, there's a lot of talk about women and our sexual health, and we have to maintain our, our vaginal flora. But if you think, you know, men men have to do that too. And if you think about, like, you know, a woman's, um, woman's vagina is being like, you know, our wombs and our vagina is being like a pot of honey, right? So, like, you have these pots of honey. And then let's say the man's phallus is like a spoon. And the spoon is in that jar and that jar and that jar. And so he that spoon can end up contaminating jars, right? So a lot of times, and I've heard women have conversations too about how, like, the man that you have sex with sometimes can throw off your vaginal pH, right? And so so um, women have things that we need to do to 
keep our vaginas healthy and maintain our flora, but men should be doing things too. So um, it's really good for that. But also um, just keeping, you know, we have, a, we have a microbiome on our skin. Our, immune, our skin is a part of our immune system. Our skin is actually the lar- largest organ in our body, and it's a part of our immune system. It protects us from what comes in and out of our body. So um, the peanut oil is it's made from um, uh, a, 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 an oregano and um, garlic-infused coconut oil and olive oil and a little bit of castor oil. Um, castor oil helps to penetrate deep, right? That's what castor oil does. It penetrates deep into the body, and it helps to get the lymph moving, which, again, is really important for your immune system and breaks up growth and stuff like that. Um, and coconut oil is, like I said, the lauric acid in it, it kills all kinds of viruses and bacteria. So using coconut oil um, topically for that purpose is really good, and ingesting it. Like in this whole COVID situation, I had my parents, you know, drinking smoothies with coconut milk and raw milk in it because of the lauric acid. Um, so, so yeah, so I would say that the eggs and, and the skincare stuff um, is what I saw. Okay. And, I, I and, where, and where can they find it? I don't have a Okay. Um, they can, I don't have, okay. like, I need to get my website up. So I don't have my website up, but I can be found on Instagram, um, at the underscore body underscore scientist. Um, my YouTube page, the body scientist, um, uh, but you can email me too. So you can find out about it on my Instagram page or my YouTube. Um, but if somebody wanted to order it, they would need to contact me directly. And you can always email me at the body scientist 81. So it's the Body scientist, all one word, and then eight in one is all all together at gmail dot com. Um, so I can be contacted there. But you can find out more about you know the things that I make and do on my YouTube page and my Instagram page. Makeda, mm-hmm. it was such a pleasure having you. Sure. Great being here. Wonderful. Yes. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Thank you. You're welcome. You are welcome. All right, so once again, once again, that was a lovely, lovely, lovely show. I enjoyed it. Really, okay. really good. Okay, That's they, good. They have you. Hope, hope, hope we can definitely have you on here again. I would love sure. to have the yeah. ladies panel, so that we're going to do Okay, I'm definitely down. Um, so, in the way of announcements, for everybody that is listening to us and everybody that listens to us on the regular, the Real Life School Show is back. We will be on the air Friday from 8 to 10. It's supposed to be hosted by myself and GT. Great. You know, I rely on my team. I rely on, I rely on my Terry and my ring. You know, because they hold me down. And we're actually going to be in the building again on Sunday at the same time, 8 to 10. And then I'll get more announcements after that on that Sunday because we're going to be really just in here for the month of June. And we're going to take off July for vacation purposes. And then we're going to return back in August. But I will re-announce that back. On you know closer closer to the end. I do. You know I love you, of course. 
and I thank you for making this happen. Once again, Ms. Hale, I, I greatly appreciate it, but Ms. Hale had to say. Definitely want to thank her again. Give her another, give her another round of applause coming on to the show. Hold on, Ms. Hale. Not the way I heard you. I heard you got some shout-outs you want to kick. Um, I will shout out um my multiple businesses. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so the first I have. Oh, um, what do you say? I said you go, girl. Oh yeah. So um, first I want to shout out my newest venture, which is um a hair product line. I'm right there with Makeda when it comes to natural, meaning better. Literally, probably about damn near eighty percent of the products that I use are edible, minus some of the essential oils. Um, I make sure that everything uh, is pretty much made to order. Storage is not that difficult. Everything can be room temperature, or you could choose to refrigerate them since some of the stuff is edible. I wouldn't suggest you eating it because it's not going to taste that great. But um, uh, the website is Prosperity Hair, number four, letter U. So that's P-R-O-S-P-E-R-I-T-Y, number four, letter U.com. You can also find us on uh Facebook and Instagram, we now have about four different products. We have a growth oil that has some great results. I've been getting reviews left and right, and I couldn't be more proud of myself, and I'm just thanking God that I'm able to share what helped me because my inspiration was my inspiration was the fact that I actually lost my hair after having my second son. And you know how we are, well, uh, Rain will probably know, you, you know, as a child, your parents probably relaxed your hair for a while, and, you know, it may not have been a consistent every eight-week relaxer, but, you know, you never really know what your hair is like until you choose to go natural. And I'm not saying it's for everybody because some people don't have the patience. Some people just don't have, you know, the the proper tools to go natural. But you had to learn your hair. It took me about two years to finally learn it. And when I did, I learned what was good and bad for my hair. And just because you have a similar hair type or curl pattern to the next person doesn't mean it's the same. I can have low porosity. That person can have high porosity. And it's just so many things you have to learn as a black woman about yourself because you're taught from day one to perm your hair, cover your hair, do things to your hair. And I'm just so thankful. Even though the National Hair Movement isn't exactly new, I'm just happy that people are embracing it more widespread. And it's not just a fashionable thing. It's actually a health reason because relaxers are the reason why black women are the leading cause of fibroid carriers in the world because we're the main group of people relaxing our hair. And there's a correlation between relaxers and fibroid tumors and infertility. And I just thank God that I realized and woke up and stopped doing it. And, I mean, I'd say probably in the last five, six years, I might have relaxed my hair three times. And if I did it, it was because I was trying to achieve a certain style for whatever reason, and I left it in maybe 10 minutes, and that was about it. But as for regularly relaxing, that is not good for us. It goes into your bloodstream. It starts at the top. Your blood flow goes from your heart to your head and back around. And that is just not something that, you know, I feel like God intended for us to do is ruin our body with poisons, just like Makeda was saying about putting poisons in our bodies. And um, that's about it. I don't want to keep going. I could go on for days when it comes to hair because that's my thing. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's like like you you and and I hear an echo, Rain. I can't hear you. And we turn in the organic processes of taking care of our body. Uh, since you dropped your gem and Makeda dropped her gem, I'm going to drop another gem. So the little ladies of the Real Life Spill ENT Empire have decided that they want to make a edible organic lip gloss, lip balm, 
and chapstick for everybody. And I have a right chapstick addiction. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, really I have done my research and all of my products that I use are 100% organic and edible. So, and most of this stuff is good for you because it's superfoods that we're putting into lip gloss, chapstick, lip balm form. So, I will be giving everybody the details. Of course, as well, I'm going to have you get some so you can test it and give it to some people to test it um, to raise the same thing with you. As a matter of fact, if it's possible, um, after the show is over to raise, you can either text it to me or email it to me or Facebook. Whichever one is easier for you, Instagram, whatever. Um, the links and everything to your products so that I can post them on our real life still EMP pages. Um, Makeda, the same thing with you if that's possible. The um, email address is real life still EMP at gmail.com. That's R E A L L I S E S T I L L E N T at gmail.com. If you could shoot me, you know, pictures or anything of the products that you make so I can post them so that if anybody's looking for them, they can find them that way as well. Okay. Uh, I, I'm done. So do you have anything that you want to add or argue with anybody? I just I just want us to, I mean, I know we didn't touch on this, and we're actually going to touch on this on Sunday. Um, I want us to pray for our nation and our people because the way how all hell is breaking loose and all the things in this world that are going on and going wrong, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot, and I, I say it's like cause and effect. I have somebody real close to me, and, you know, I, I look at them, and I look at some of the things they went through, you know, it's a lot of, you know, it's a lot of people out here hurting behind a lot of this, a lot of this stuff that's going, that's going on, and a lot of stuff that, you know, has, has went wrong, you know, so I ask for the most part, you know, that we just, for our nation, you know, for each other. I I even say for this asshole we got for a president, you know, because some some things really do need to some things do really need to change, you know, and like I said, we'll we would definitely breach that, you know, breach that on Sunday, you know, when we get there when we get there to talk about that. But that's just you know, that's just that's that's just on my mind and then another another person close to me earlier and I will bring this up on Sunday, you know, said, you know, what what can we do as far as, you know, what can we do as far as trying to make the change happen? It's just, it's, it's crazy. You know, it, 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 it's crazy. But other than that, I don't really have, I don't really have too much to say. Um, Ajua is in the building. I don't know if you, I don't, Ajua, do you have any <laughs> remarks in the show? No, I'm, thank you all for listening. Um, it was a great show. I thought it was informative. And these times we need as much information as we can possibly get so that we can get through this and still be healthy and pass this information on to our children. Even if you gained a little bit of knowledge tonight, it'll it'll help us in, in this fight, in this pandemic, and all the other things that we're going through in this in these times. So thank you all for listening. And our and, and, and the the guests 
she she thinks she was well. She she would like to uh, to come back at a at a later date. You know, if that's okay with you all. I just liked her page on Facebook, and I'm going to be inboxing her. Well, I'm sure you will. <laughs> <laughs> I think she she I think you find her most interesting. She's a beautiful woman. She really is. Yeah. You know, um, and she's I'm she's looking to get, forward to um, hearing from you all. I'm I'm trying to I'm 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 trying to steal Isla. I'm trying to steal. I don't mean to put you on the spot. I'm trying to steal her and make her a co-host with me. Anyway, you know, we've been trying to figure out the balance of her show and which way it's going to go. So I've been trying to steal her and get her on one of these one of these other shows that we do. But she's still, she's still thinking about it. She told me she. <laughs> and so interesting when Kata says the same thing. Got, I need, I need a show. Hmm. Well, see. Gonna, I just have to hold her house to Jamaica visit show. Doesn't echo, and I can't yeah. understand you. Yeah, it was good. It was good. I said she got into what did August you say? to figure it out. Well, I'm gonna come to her house and hold her hostage and make her do the show. I love you too, Angel. You know I do. <laughs> you know I love you. Like I said, we'll definitely be we'll definitely be in the building Friday. It's gonna be a little bit on the it's gonna be on a little it's gonna be a little raunchy, but I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to keep it clean the best way I know how. Okay. Like I said, I, I'm hoping my hoping I have my team to support me. So I mean my boy is my boy, you know, he he do what he can. I ain't gonna throw him under the bus, he do what he can. He's a family man, leave him alone. <laughs> I'm a family guy, uh, too, so it is what it is. Oh, God. <laughs> but I, yeah, yeah. I, I, did, I did enjoy the show tonight. It was very it was very interesting. Thank you for everybody that it was, called. It, it, was you know, it was different. It was different. That's out, for sure. Out for sure. Yeah. I guess they probably thought they were going to hear a lot of ratchet this morning tonight. Hold on, we have something else you want to say. One second. I was waiting until you were done because I wanted to close this up. All right, well, like I said, we'll be in the building Friday. I don't want to keep rambling on saying the same stuff over and over because y'all don't get tired of me saying it. But like, all right, we get it. We get it, Chuck. We'll see you Friday. We get it, Chuck. We'll see you Friday. All right. Later. Later. All right, and then closing us out, I just would like to say, whatever God you serve, please continue to pray for our nation as a whole. I don't mean just the United States of America. I mean everywhere across the world. Like, we are all going through it right now with this whole COVID, and I am not negating that all lives matter, but we can't say that all lives matter until black lives matter just as much. So for all of those of y'all who are pushing the envelope of all lives matter, we absolutely agree, but right now that's not the issue. The issue is black lives have to matter just as much as all other lives. And with that being said, I'm going to continue to pray for everybody as a whole, for the God that I serve. This is your girl, A-Rain. It's just been another episode of Real Life Film, Radio, and I am out of the door. And don't forget, we will see y'all on Friday. Yeah, Chuck, we tired of you saying it, but we will definitely see y'all again. Peace, love, and blessings. Love somebody.
If I ever took a loss, I learned a lesson I won't ever think I'm better than the next man I've been down before to come up, I ain't stressing Baby, I'm too busy counting all these blessings Yeah, yeah,